When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the College Financial Aid and Career Navigation Podcast. Tom and Maria Geffers of Career and College Counselors, along with nationally recognized college financial aid expert Seth Green, teach two things. How to cut the cost of college tuition an average of $19,077 per child per year, and how to land your dream job after you graduate by choosing the right career and major. To get access to more information on how you can make the right choice, simply register at www.careercollegecounselors.com slash connect. To find out how to save an average of $19,077 per year per child on college tuition, go to www.howtofindmoneyforcollege.com. On the podcast, Tom, Maria, and Seth bring together leading experts in their fields who have experience in the college admission and career application process. They share their secrets so you can do it too. And now, here's your hosts, Tom, Maria, and Seth. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another great podcast where we have excellent experts talking about careers and college and financial aid. I'm Maria Geffers from Career and College Counselors. And I am Tom Geffers, and today, as in all of our podcasts, uh, we do these so that's a resource for families and students around the country to uh, check in and see if uh, things of interest for them or to them when they are in the college search arena. Today, we have Dr. Jen McClowski from Maryville College. Hi, Jen. How's it going? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Thrilled to be here. You're very welcome. And Jen is the VP, the Vice President from Student Success. And it's an important piece in the college education because they're the kind of, they're the, the people that will pick up the pieces when you fall apart. So, uh, and we all need those people. So thank you so much for doing what you do. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoy it. And in many ways, it is a bridge between academics and the student life for so yeah. many years. We had academics, right? And we have student life. Student success is really that bridge in between. Great. So the first thing we like to do is have our guests introduce themselves, who they are, what they do, and what was their aha moment that you said, this is where I want to be. So take it away, Jen. Sure. So I am Jen McCluskey, and I work at Maryville University in St. Louis, Missouri. I've been here for quite some time. I currently, I'm the Vice President for Student Success. And in, in my area, I oversee the library, which is unique. Oftentimes that is in academic affairs, but the library is strategically placed in my team, as well as we have a life coaching model that is really a holistic, comprehensive support for our students. Um, in addition, we support disability support services, career services, and really just supporting students in a really holistic way. Um, I've been at Maryville for almost 20 years in various arenas. Uh, I was in academic affairs. Prior to that, I was in enrollment management, really focused on success and retention of students, students staying in college. What we found is that students were coming to college, 
taking out debt, as you well know, and not finishing their degrees. It's really a national problem. And so at Maryville, we were uh, hovering around 72, 74% retention, and we knew we could do better. So over many years of really focused uh, and strategic planning of how we can support students, we got up to 88% retention so that students are staying in college to finish that degree. When you ask me my aha moment for when I knew I wanted to do this, it, it really is funny because I, I reflect back on my life. I was a first generation college student and I remember specifically my junior year of college and I had been jumping around in majors. The only people I knew who had gone to college before me were my two older brothers. And so they had been in engineering and computer science. So those were my majors because it's all I knew. Um, I had no business being in either. <laughs> I did fine academically, but I certainly didn't enjoy it. So my junior year of college, I literally took my transcript to my work study supervisor in tears and I told him, I just want to do what you do. You help students every day. You keep them engaged in college. You keep them on the right track. They come to you with almost any problem, whether it be a financial problem, uh, a relationship problem, whatever. And I, I want to do what you do. And ironically, he looked at my transcript. He was not my advisor, by the way. Um, he was my work study supervisor. And he said, you know, Jen, you are just about done with a communications degree. And I said, what do you mean? I just take communications degree because it's fun. <laughs> so so I, I finished my degree in communications and then he, he explained uh, college student personnel and higher education as a career. And so I knew my junior year that, that that's what I wanted to do. Great. Great. So you, you, you mentioned earlier the life coaching method. What is that exactly and how does that work? Sure. So the life coaching model is really a holistic support system for students. You mentioned earlier, we pick up the pieces when things fall apart. In fact, we try to prevent the pieces from falling apart. Um, our life coaching model really has four pillars to it. One is the academic advising component where we really are um, specifically focused on individual goals rather than just a major or, or whatnot. I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But academic advising, Career coaching is another piece, and we start that career coaching before students even start college. Um, students meet with their life coach before they come to campus, particularly in the virtual space. Um, and then also retention specialists. We really wanna know students holistically so that they can be successful. And you know, some students are coming with huge financial concerns. Some are coming with huge um, pressures on themselves from home, responsibilities back home, those types of things. So, we get to know our students really well. And then finally, learning diagnostics. We use um, Clifton Strengths is, is one of our, our, our bases, both in faculty staff as well as a student experience. And so our students all take Clifton Strengths prior to their arrival on campus, and they have coaching sessions with their life coach over the summer before they get here to talk about what their strengths are so that they can apply them most appropriately in their relationships with family, friends, roommates when they get here um, and, and figure out how, how they can best um, be successful. Great. Well, it sounds like a great uh, program. I've never heard of a college doing that much work, you know, for kids before they even get there. You know, we work with uh, students before they go to college and we give them assessment tests and, uh, and get them on the right path for the right major and right career. So that's uh, great stuff you got going on there. Yes. I wanted to ask you about the uh, coaching model that you use from corporations. I guess you, you talk about it on your, your website. And how does that translate to the educational 
part or, or translate to the university? Sure. So our life coaching model started in 2015, and it was really in response to looking out into the corporate world and seeing so many 30-somethings going out and getting a life coach and going, I'm not sure I'm doing what I want to be doing when I grow up, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so we decided, why are we having our alumni wait until they're 30 to get a life coach? We really want to back that up. And, and like I said earlier, talk about what do you want to do now in the future? How can you be successful both professionally and personally? And so the life coaching model that is in the corporate world, we really translated that into one that fits into the model that, I, that I've described with the academic piece, of course, as well as career, the strengths, uh, Clifton strengths with the learning diagnostics and, and that holistic support. The life coach is really the student's go-to person while they're here. Just about anything that comes up that could be an obstacle or perhaps was an obstacle for you and me, uh, they, they'll go to the life coach to say, what do I do about this? Uh -huh. um, we also partner a lot with parents on this. It's really interesting how often when we tell parents about the life coaching model, the first thing they'll say is, I wish I would have had one. <laughs> and I can relate to one, right? I, I, you know, my story about how I got into this, I, you know, I found a life coach through my work study supervisor yeah. um, that just, I kind of stumbled upon that, right? And so we're, there's real intentionality around providing the support early and not having a student have to search for that later in life. So you don't have a problem then with communicating parents because there's always that, you know, once you're in college, the parents are out of the loop and they have no uh, communications with anyone. Everything has to be through the students. So in Maryville, you actually have incorporated that whole family, if you will, into the college experience. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. In, in many ways, we see the student-parent relationship has, has changed over the past several years, and, and students and parents are often, not always, but often much closer than they used to be. You know, when I got dropped off, it was good luck, and that's, that's what it was. And so um, almost the opposite, we, we share with parents, uh, you know, this is a partnership. The investment parents make, as you well know, in, in college and higher education, the investment is sometimes second only to their home that they purchased. Right, right. And so that investment isn't something you just drop off. <laughs> um, that relationship that you've built for 18 plus years isn't something you just drop off. And so we partner with parents throughout the process and into, um, into and beyond the first year. So right now with our first year and second year students, I have an ongoing outreach to parents communication where I'm letting parents know, these are questions your students probably gonna ask we look at it as, as the really parents can be our ambassadors for the institution if they're equipped with the resources and answers that they need when their student stumbles across, across a situation. So it really is a partnership um, that we see with parents often. I love it. I, I really yeah. do. I love it. You, you mentioned, I think it was on your, on your site there, that uh, you mentioned earlier that you use a test for uh, finding strengths, strength finder. And I think there was a list of 34 strengths. Uh, what is it talking about, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so Clifton Strengths is really based on the premise where in society we are often told what we aren't so good at, what our weaknesses are, and you really need to focus on that. Right. Clifton Strengths does just the opposite. And, and, and this assessment gives you out of those 34, your top five. What are your natural skills? What are your natural abilities? And so every student gets those top five 
and their coach can talk through with them how it can help them to focus on those. Don't focus on the ones that aren't your strengths. Um, those won't be natural to you. But for instance, one of my strengths is achiever. That achiever is my number one strength of all 34. And it's actually one of the top um, common strengths of our first year students is achiever. And so it's all about uh, setting a goal and working toward it. And so our coaches don't just talk about academics, but we talk about, you know, perhaps a runner um, wants to achieve, you know, a student wants to run a marathon. So a, a life coach could work with that achiever and say, okay, what is this goal outside of your academic arena that you want to accomplish? And how can we help you set short-term goals to reach that long-term goal? Another common goal, uh, uh, strength is harmony, where there's students who really just want everyone to get along. And so when we find that out about a student and they have a roommate conflict, that can be yes. really disruptive. Someone with harmony, it's good for those roommates to know harmony is very important to me. Um, it might be very difficult, me to, difficult for me to confront you about a situation. So just knowing that about one another um, in our in a new roommate situation has been extremely helpful um, for those for those students. Great. You mentioned earlier that you start early, something before the kids even get into this, into college, and you work with them through senior year. Um, does does that continue anyway uh, for any length of time after they go into the workforce with the alumni or? To, Absolutely. And as I mentioned, the, the life coach model just started in 2015. So we just started graduating our students a couple of years ago. And interestingly, just this past weekend, we had our homecoming and I was actually walking around with one of the, the life coaches and she ran into so many graduates and they had been talking via text and email. And it was so good to see you. Oh my goodness, you did land that job at XYZ Corporation. So we are open to them reaching back, if you will, to the campus and, pro and providing any support that we can as it relates to career. Um, we are also creating at Maryville new certificates for folks. We know that this lifelong um, learning is a journey. So new certificates that we, we will reach out and say, hey, this could be an added um, certificate for your uh, future career. So it's an ongoing um, partnership for sure. Lifelong learners. And how, how did you uh, survive the uh the COVID uh, pandemic that we are still in to a certain degree. Did you do a hybrid of uh, online and on campus? We did. In fact, when, when I look back, the life coaches were so instrumental to preparing students for the, the learning online, right? Many of them hadn't done that before. And so now we have many of our students who are doing a hybrid model because they enjoy it. Um, active learning has always been a key component of Maryville's education. And so now that, that students have experience doing the online, many of them are doing some in-person and some online. So, so uh, the support process, though, we already had 24-7 uh, personal counseling. We already had 24-7 virtual uh, library and reference support. We, you know, so some of that was already in place. Um, and so our on-ground students, the students that live on campus, and that um, they just got more experience utilizing those services. And now we really see them very in a fluid way. Some of them might live across campus, but they want to do a Zoom meeting instead of coming into the office. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately for, for us, we do, the, well, I'm in the library and it's very active, it's very vibrant. And that really fills our cup, right? That's what we're here right. for. Right. Um, right. But it has right. been great for students who, you know, my car broke down. I can't make it to my life coach appointment. Oh, we can, we can jump on Zoom and make it happen. Mm -hmm. Whereas before the pandemic, that might have been a little bit 
odd, right? Now right. it's completely natural for all involved because yeah. we have been living it this way. Right. It is amazing how what, what COVID would, you know, one of the nice things or one of the benefits is that it actually connected all of us together. Yeah. It really did make us all one big kind of networking. You know, we have people that we work with in New Zealand and Switzerland. And so we would have never been able to do that. Right. <laughs> and, and being forced into that situation, you know, is always a lifelong learner, as we are always <laughs> saying. Like We are. Yes. <laughs> Good. What was the biggest challenge that you faced? Um, either, you know, um, putting together the life uh, coaching model, the, the method, if you will. What was your biggest challenge in, in incorporating that into education? Because sometimes, and I know you kind of answered that before, sometimes corporate isn't an exactly good fit for an educational institution. So how, what was the challenge there? Certainly. So I would say one of the challenges was scaling up the life coach model. So in the first year in 2015, we couldn't overnight hire a lot of life coaches to serve in this really robust, comprehensive way. So in the first year in 2015, we provided a life coach to all first year incoming students. Maryville has always known and, and been really committed to that difficult transition right in the first year. And so in our first year in 2015, we had five life coaches and they were provided to first year students. Those life coaches stayed with those students right throughout their tenure and we hired a couple every year to add. Um, what we found is that the first year students do still need the most um, TLC, if you will, that comprehensive support. Um, but I think one of the difficulties, in fact, was that first, those first couple of years, the upperclassmen were like, wait, where, where's my life coach? <laughs> and so, so there was a little bit of struggle to say, well, we don't have that that comprehensive support yet. And so it took a couple of years um, to get there. And so now we have 14 life coaches who serve the, the entire uh, undergraduate population. And um, we partner, of course, with faculty mentors towards the end of their second year. They have a faculty mentor in their discipline. What we found is in the first couple of years, students were still navigating, figuring out their major, figuring out their discipline. So that faculty mentor partners with the life coach so that um, you know, they're the experts in their field. They're the experts in networking to prepare them for their career beyond uh, Maryville. And so one of those tough, tough parts was in the beginning when we couldn't provide it to everyone. So I'm, I'm really delighted that we are able to provide it to everyone now. What is your uh, enrollment in your school? Excuse me? What is the enrollment in your school? Yeah, the enrollment. So we have traditional undergrad. We have about 3,000 students. Um, about 1,000 of those students live on campus. And then we have about 7,000 online students wow. so, okay. across the country. And so the online uh, life coaching model is really, um, it, it's, it's much more virtual. It's not person to person like this. If an online student reaches out, we certainly provide that support, but it's a very comprehensive, comprehensive what we call a student success hub which is in our learning management system. And it has a multitude of resources, workshops, things like that, where a, an online student can go and get what they need when they need it 24 seven. Right. Well, that's certainly one of the benefits of having a smaller school of 3000 right. uh, students. Uh, you know, the, the fact that you have 14 people working as mm -hmm. coaches kind of answers that question that was, you know, 
rolling around in my head. I said, how do you reach all of these students? And I guess 14 is enough to do that because sometimes we're used to working with some of these bigger schools like Penn State that has 19 or 20,000 freshmen coming mm -hmm. in. You know, there's no way you can service that right. many students. Right. And, you know, and they're not looking for that kind of uh, commitment or that kind of right. service. So, I mean, it's one of the benefits of going right. to a smaller school for sure. Right, you know? right. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's nice that you have an online... Um, division, if you will, because online students, their needs are so much different than being, uh, you know, on campus, if you will. Um, people think, you know, I, I've, I've known people who think online, oh, it's so much easier. No, it's really more difficult. You right. have to be very disciplined. Disciplined, right. And it is exactly. very hard. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it's not for everybody. So, right. I mean, you know, right. that's great that you have just, uh, you know, a number of, 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 of coaches to help those online students navigate this whole different world of, of online and being kind of your own boss, if you will. Right. You know, there's no accountability. You know, it's not like you're in a classroom and, you know, if, if you didn't do the, the, the reading that night, you know, the professor will call on you and then you're in, you know, you don't have that in online. You can just postpone it, postpone it, postpone it. So we right. Well, right. What, what, we what we found with online students is, and just online engagement is that, you know, when you're in a classroom, you, you could hide in the back corner. Online, if you're not posting, if you're not on the discussion board, you're not engaged. And so you're not earning any kind of points. You're not learning. You have to be engaged. So online learning has been a, a wonderful opportunity for perhaps the introverted student yes. who doesn't feel like they want to raise their hand. They don't want to speak out in class, but they can really engage and think deeply and reflect deeply online. Um, we also, speaking of the, uh, we keep referring to the lifelong learning that, that we want our students to do. We really see the the, um, the traditional students dipping their feet into online classes while they're here as a tool for them later in life to know that this is different. As you said, the discipline needed for online learning is really important. And so we want to begin to plant those seeds with our traditional students so that later in life, when perhaps they have a full-time job, they have a family, they have all this going on, they can still know that they can pursue advanced degrees, different certificates, right. those right. types of things through the online space. But again, doing that, knowing that it knowing. does take a different skill and a different mm -hmm. talent. Mm -hmm. right. What was, uh, you know, we all have stories. I'm, I was an educator myself, and there's always a few stories that kind of pop out and stay with us. What was your story? What was a student that you really uh, felt that this, you really made a difference in that person's life? Sure. So, so interestingly, um, going back to the questions regarding COVID, I had a couple of students come in to, to my office uh, last spring and talking about where they wanted to live next this this year, and they were going to be you know moved to a different residence hall, and and they said that you know we are not going to be second year students, and I said talk to me more about that, and they said we haven't experienced our first year yet because so much of was online, right? And so we had a great conversation that I've had follow-up conversa conversations about um, with, with folks on campus and across the, the board about how all universities are really experiencing two, two first-year classes this year. And what, what they talked to me about is that 
they were they were fearful about moving to the second year residence hall where they knew there'd be upperclassmen and things like that. They said, can we be with all of the other first year students? And I said, oh, you know, let me let me look into it. Well, they are. And it was really I really appreciated that they advocated for themselves, yeah. that they said, this is what we need. We want to stay here. This is what we are prepared for. This is what we want to do. So so that's a piece. Um, another one, though, is is, you know, just recently, I, I, um, I've taken a couple students um, over my time to the hospital for various reasons. And when that happens, it is life changing both for the student, but also the parents know this place isn't just talking about supporting students, right? I, as a parent, uh, couldn't be there for my student and I was there for them. So there's a couple of stories where that isn't really in my wheelhouse on a day to day basis. <laughs> but at times, I've had to take a student to a hospital and talk to the parents and things like that. Um, and again, fortunately, my situation has been minor. Um, a broken toe was the most recent, honestly. Um, but the parents and the relationship that I've built with the parents um, has been really, really powerful and meaningful to say, hey, you were there when I couldn't be. And right. I guess perhaps because I'm a parent, um, I can really relate to them right. uh, as of late in terms of those difficult times. So those are the, a couple that come to mind right away. Well, before we close, um... I want to thank you, Dr. Jen, for giving us all of this great information about your college and, uh, and the, the way you help students find their, their career path, which is so important. Yes. We, spend, we spend so much time with our clients with that as well. And uh, is there anything that you want to bring up before we close? And is there a way, what's the best way for someone to contact you going forward? Sure. Well, first, I just want to thank you all for your commitment to this work. This is such important work. And the more we can share with folks how to be successful in navigating this, the better. I think that for so many years, this kind of guidance, these kinds of resources weren't available. And unfortunately, there's there's folks out there with, with debt and not the credential that they intended. So, so thank you. For, for your work and, and thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. Um, the best way to contact with me, me would be via email. My email is jmccluskey, M-C-C-L-U-S-K-E-Y at maryville.edu. So email would be a great, a great way to contact me. Um, but I, I am open to any conversation anyone would like to have about the work. Great. Well, thank you again. Uh, you know, it's been it's been fun, and every time Tom and I do a podcast, we we learn, learn so much, learn and we do, and we're able to then share that with our students, and then of course honor our parents as well. So I want to thank you again, and I want to thank all of our listeners. I hope you uh, got as much out of Dr. Jen's uh, speech talk as much as we did. Um, I love her philosophy. Um, I was a gifted teacher and that's exactly what I did with my my little ones. They were seniors in high school and everything, but they were still my babies. So uh, I'm Maria Geffers from Career and College Counselors. And I am Tom Geffers. And we will see you next week. Thanks a lot. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.